We begin at the top of Daf Yud Beza Medalef, and the Gemara here is a continuation to the halacha that it spoke about regarding shuls, Beis Akneses and Beis Medrish, and specifically we started speaking about mezuzah, but then it also spoke about negayim. There's the halachas uh, of negayim applied to a shul. The Gemara brought a contradiction of two brises regarding this, and the Gemara in the, in the, in the last answer that it said was the difference between Krochim and Kfarim. When you have a shoal that's in a big city, there's a lot of people that are just coming in and out of that shoal. So over there, it's not a private place, and therefore there's no ownership of anybody, and there's no <coughs> din of a nega. And there's shoals in, in Kfarim, and villages, where there are only a few people that, that you know exactly who it is that is Davins and comes into this shoal. Over there, it's like a house of partners, and therefore there is Negaim. That was the Gemara's answer. So the Gemara is going to ask, on both details of this answer, and in the end, the Gemara is going to say that uh, we have to go back to the previous answers. Let's see. Frak the Gemara, Udukrachim, Eim Metame Benegayim. Is it true that in shuls that are in large cities and many people go in there, that the halachas of Negayim do not apply there? We learned in Abraise, Achuzaschem. By Negayim, it says the Lashen that the Abish will bring you a Nega and anywhere in the, in the land of Eretz Yisrael that you inherit. Achuzaschem, Metame ben So from this we darshan, a place that is actually divided for the Shvatim and you inherit a piece of territory, that's where the tomb of Negayim applies. Ve'en Yerushalayim, Metame ben but Yerushalayim, there's no Negayim, the tomb of Negayim does not apply there. And as we'll see, the Gemara will explain the reason is because the city of Yerushalayim, according to this opinion, <coughs> was not divided for the Shvatim. It belongs to all the Klal Yisrael. So it's not an Achuzah, there's no one that has that territory for himself. Amr Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda argues and says, Ani loy I did not hear the exception that Negayim do not apply. Elo mokim mikdash pulvad. Only in the base of mikdash, that's the place where the Negayim do not apply. So Rabbi Yehuda, as the Gemara will soon explain, holds that Yerushalayim was divided for the Shvatim. But here, before the Gemara explains, the Gemara will soon explain the Machlekes of the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda, but before the Gemara says, what do you see from here? Ha, batik nisiyas, batim midrashais, metamen benegayim. The shuls are metamen benegayim, because it's, it's part of, it's part of achuzaschem. Vafalgav de krachem, you know, even shuls that are in big cities, that many people are there, because here the Brais it says, Yishalayim there's no Negayim, or in the Beis HaMikdash there's no Negayim, because it's not Achuzaschem, but why should Shuls not be part of Achuzaschem? So the Gemara answers and says, no, Eimeh, the way you should read this Brais is, Omer Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, Ani shamaiti I heard that only places that are sanctified, holy places, in other words, not only the Beis HaMikdash, but a Mokim Mekudosh, which includes all shuls, but the Knesses, but the Midrashis, they also are excluded from the Allah of Negayim because it's not a house, it's not a place where a person lives there. So that's what Rabbi Yehuda was saying, and the Tanakhama would agree to that. So therefore, the, all the shuls of the Krochim, which are not recognized of any particular owners and Shutfim that are there, there's no Negayim. So it, 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 we can leave the answer that we said before. But now, since the Gemara brought up this Braise, it's going to explain the Machlaikis of the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda regarding the Goyim and Yerushalayim. What's the basis of their Machlaikis? Tanakhama Sava, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim was not divided for the Shvatim, and therefore it's not a Chuzaschem. No one has any territory there. But Rabbi Yehuda Sava, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim was divided for the Shvatim. Their argument is like the following Tanoim, which the Gemara is going to bring from two different prices. 
In one b'raise it says, the Tanya, we learned in a b'raise, Ma hoye bechelkoi shal Yehuda. Yehuda and Binyamin both sheared the space where the Beis HaMikdash was built on. And the b'raise here explains, according to the, the Tana of this b'raise, Yerushalayim was divided for Shvatim. And Yehuda and Binyamin both sheared the space of the Beis HaMikdash. So what, what was in the portion of Yehuda? Harabayis, Halishkais, Vahazarais. The Harabayis was his, in, his, in his territory. The Lishkais, the chambers in the Beis HaMikdash, and the Azarais, the different sections of the Azarais. There's the Azras Noshim, the Azras Yisrael, and then there's the place where only the Kayanim are allowed to go. That's, uh, there's, a, there's 11 Amis that are, is further inside. Rashi here brings it that only the Kayanim are allowed to go there <laughs> up until the Mizbeach. That was in the portion of Yehuda. Which part of the place of the Beis HaMikdash was in Binyamin's portion? Ulam, the Ulam, which is the, the big room right in front of the, the Heichal, then the Veheichal, Beis Kotche HaKadoshim, and the Kedosh HaKadoshim as well. And then the Gemara says, Urutsua, there was one strip of the portion of Yehuda which really ended right by the Mizbeach, right before the Mizbeach, where there was the 11 Amis that the Kainim would go there. That's up until where the portion of Yehuda was. But besides that, there was a strip that came out from there, from the portion of Yehuda into the portion of Binyamin, in Uba Haya Mizbeach Bani. And it's on that strip that the Mizbeach, partially at least, part of the Mizbeach, one part of the Mizbeach was built over there. Binyamin HaTzadik and Binyamin, when he saw in the future of, of what's uh, going to be here, that Yehuda's portion is going to enter into his portion and the Mizbeach is going to be on his portion, he had pain about this and he wanted to swallow up that portion of Binyamin so that the Mizbeach, of Yehuda that is, sorry, Binyamin wanted to swallow up that portion in order that the Mizbeach should be on his place. Every day, it says in the Pasuk regarding Binyamin, he hovers above it every single day. So the word Chayfif could also mean, Rashi here says, like a person that's like trying to scratch away or take away to, to receive or to, to, to get what he wants from that portion that Yehuda's strip went into the place where the Mizbeach was on. So that, that was the tremendous desire that he had to have the Karbanis brought in his portion. Because we see this tremendous desire that Binyamin had, he wanted to, that the place of the Shechina, the Beis Mikdash, and the Karbanis should be in his portion. Binyamin was Zeche and he became the host for the Eivishter and the Kedesh HaKedoshim is in his place. Shanema, the Pasuk says over there, by Binyamin, Oveng Seifov Shachin, that between his shoulders, that's where the Eivishter dwells, in the Beis HaMikdash, the Kedesh HaKedoshim, the place of the Shechina, it's called Bank Seifov, and that's, so he was Zeicha, that the Kedesh HaKadoshim was in his portion, because we see here that he had a tremendous desire to have the Shechina in his place. Huh? <coughs> Wasn't this, I don't know if it was taken away, but he, he was Zeicha that it should be in his place because of the tremendous desire that he had for this. Harabayis, the Azaris, that was Yehuda, and then there was a little strip by the Mizbeach from Yehuda as well, but the rest of the, the Beis HaMikdash, that was in Binyamin's Chaylik. The Harabayis is behind the Kedesh HaKadoshim too. So L'Chaylik means from the Mizrach side, coming from Mizrach. Al-Khayra means coming from Mizrach side, it was in Yehuda's Chaylik. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure from the Mairev side, where, which is where the Kedesh HaKadoshim is. Maybe, maybe. 
Right, so, so it seems like the pshat over here is that because of this desire that he had so that's why it ended up being this way. His desire was also expressed by the fact that he wanted to have this space in the Mizbech, but he really had this desire, he always had this Indian that he wanted to have the Beis HaMikdash to be in his Chalik, and therefore he was Takah for it. Al Rebbe, by the way, brings this Lashon in Tanya, Shpazichin Lagvure, in Tanya Perik Lamedaled, Al Rebbe says that Bisman Shabbos Hamikdash Kayam, where's the host? Who's the host for the Shechina? Ben Yamin. Where? In the Kaidash Akadashim with the Aren. And what's the Aren? The Luchas and the Sefer are inside the Aren. But to Bisman Azeh, when there's no Beis Hamikdash, so who's the host of the Shechina? So the Al Rebbe says, when Ayid learns Taira, and the te- words of Taira enter into your brain, you become a host for the Shechina. You become the Oshpazichin Lagvura in your brain. There's a Kaidash Akadashim. It's Tanya Perik Lamedalet. So here's the Tana that holds that Yerushalayim was divided into Shvatim. And the high Tana Savad, and there's another Tana that holds Yerushalayim Loinus Chalkal Shvatim. Yerushalayim was not divided for the Shvatim. Tanya says in Abraisa, A Maskirin Batim Yerushalayim. You cannot rent out any of the houses in Yerushalayim for any of the people. In other words, it were the people that actually lived in Yerushalayim. <coughs> people came over Eile Regal, the guests. You cannot rent out anything to them. Why not? You could live there, but it doesn't belong to you. Nobody has any territory or ownership in Yerushalayim. It belongs to all the Kal Yisrael. Rabbi Loza Bar Tzadik says, or another Gersotei says, Rabbi Loza Bar Shimon, you can't even rent out a space, a, a bed for anybody in Yerushalayim. It's not yours. But therefore, what happened was as follows. The hides of the karbonis that the Yidin brought when they were oil regal. They had a lot of karbonis they brought. Like Zarashi brings it, the Shami Chagiga and all the other karbonis that they brought. What happened with the hides of all those animals? Right, so the, the, the hosts that were hosting all the people that were oil regal, and they didn't get paid. They didn't get paid for it because they couldn't, they couldn't charge. They couldn't rent out any space, any rooms and so on. They would take them by force because they'd say, look, we're hosting you. In the end of the day, we are hosting you. And this is how they sort of got their payment. They would take it by force. So here, this is the mandoma that holds that Yerushalayim was not divided for Shvatim. Omar Abaya, Abaya says, from here you see, that it's the custom of people, that it's, 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 an, it's good behavior, it's menschlich. You should leave your gulfa, which is a kind of an earthenware uh, jug, or the, the hide of the animals that you used from the animals that you ate in the place that you stayed, if you're not paying, so you should leave that over. You should leave something for your host and not just walk away without uh, giving him anything. Okay, so this concludes this part where the Gemara brought up the, the case of Krochim, where we said before that there's no din of Nagayim there. Okay? Now the Gemara brings up the other part of what we said before in the answer, with the Kfarim, right? Before we said that when you have shuls that are in smaller villages, because we know who davens there, so they're like partners in this shul, and therefore there is the halacha of a Nagayim in the shuls. And that the Gemara says, the Kfarim, Mimetame bin Nagayim, the shuls that are in these villages, is the Allah of Nagayim apply there? But Tanya, but it says Nabraisa regarding the Pasik that it says by, by uh, Nagayim La Chuzam. So the Pasik there says that the has to, that the Nagayim are gonna come La Chuzam, that I will give you an inoisin lechem, la chuzah, the land that I give you as an inheritance. The halachas of Nagayim do not take effect until the Eden conquered Eretz Yisrael. It took them a while to seven years to conquer Eretz Yisrael. 
after they conquered it, and they still did not divide it into Shvatim, which took another 14 years. Or even after, another 7 years that is. They divided it to the Shvatim, but they didn't yet get a chance within the Shvatim to divide it for each family to have their place. Or even if they divided it for the families, but But every individual does not know exactly where his particular territory is. Minayim, from where do I know that the halachas of Nagayim still don't apply? You might think, La'chuza, achuza means maybe just uh, the general inheritance of the Shvatim, and that's enough. Talmud Laima, the Pasik says, Uvo asher loya bayis. Loy, it says a singular term, you come to the one, Kayan comes to the one that the house belongs to him, to this person. Mi shemi yuchad loy. The Nagayim only applies to someone that has his territory that's for him. Yatsu elu, excluding all these cases, before it was completely divided, she'ein yuchadim loy. It's not yet designated for you, and therefore the halachis of Nagayim don't apply. So what do we see here very clearly? A shul that has partnership and many people daven there, even if it's in a village and we know exactly who it is that davens there, but still it's not meyuchot for one person. So there should be no halachas of negayim there. So the Gemara concludes, you're right. So we have to answer like the previous answers we said over there regarding the cases where the halachas of negayim do apply, whether we say that it's a place where there's the attendant of the shul that's living there. The Gemara gave different answers, so this answer the Gemara refutes. Mara goes back now to what it said in the Mishnah. We designate a second Kayan for the Aveda Yim Kippur in case the first Kayan Gadol cannot do the Aveda. This is obvious. If the Kayan Gadol became um, invalidated to do his Aveda all the way in the morning, before he starts the very first Aveda to bring the carbon Tomit. So then, the new Kayan Gadol, we will inaugurate him to become the Kayan Gadol. How? That he begins the from the beginning of the day. He puts on the, the eight big day kohonet. Till now, this second Kayan that was designated was a Kayan Hedyet. Right? And he wore the four big day kohonet. But now he's going to come and do the Avedah of the Tomit Shoshachar. So he puts on the eight big day kohonet and he starts. That's, that's what inaugurates him to become the Kayan Gadol. Ella, however, if the psal of the Kayan Gadol on Yom Kippur happened after the Tomit Shoshachar is brought, it happened some other time during the day. So now, how are we going to inaugurate the new Kayan Gadol? What's the problem here? So as Rashi explains, the problem is, in the, after the Tomit Shoshachar, the Aveda that the Kayan Gadol does is only with the four begotten of, of, of Yom Kippur. Big day lovam, which is only four begotten, which is the same begotten that a kain had yet wears. So this second kain that's designated to do the Aveda, what exactly elevates him? What, how, how is his status being elevated if he's not changing his begotten, he's not uh, in any way being inaugurated to becoming a kain godl? He just uses the same begotten as a kain had yet to, be, to do the Aveda on Yom Kippur as a kain godl? What, what changes his status? From here you see the clothing that you wear can be a change of status, right? So it's, so the Gemara says if he puts on the eight big day kahuna, oh, that changes the status. But otherwise, what is it that changes the status? So the Gemara is going to give three answers to this. Baravah's answer is Ba'avnet. The Avnet, the belt, the gartel, that does change from a Kayin Hedyeh to a Kayin Godl. It's not the same Avnet. It's not made out of the same material. 
We had, we, we once learned about this before in the Gemara, about the Avnet of the Kayin Hadyat, if it's the same as the Avnet of the Kayin Gadol, and the Gemara is going to explain that it's not the same material. But the Gemara says that this answer is not going to fit according to everyone. It's a machlaikis about this. This is understood according to the opinion that says, The Avnet of the Kayin Gadol was the same Avnet of the Kayin Hadyat, meaning both the Avnet of the Kayin Gadol and the Avnet of the Kayin Hadyat was made out of wool and linen together. It was Kalayin. Right? That was the Avnet that they wore all year round. So now the, on, on Ayim Kippur though, what kind of an Avnet did the Kayin have to wear? All of the clothing of the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur were all made just out of linen. So the Avnet that the Kayin wears on Yom Kippur is made only out of linen. And therefore when this Kayin Hadith is being elevated to becoming the Kayin Gadol, so he has to change his belt from the one that he uses all year, which is made out of Kalayim. And he has to then put on the one that's made only out of linen. So that's the, the status that gets elevated by changing his Gartel. But according to the opinion... The Kayin Hadyat has climb all year round. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But according to the opinion, it says that the, that the belt of the Kayin Gadol is not the same as the one of the Kayin Hadyat. Why? Because the Kayin Hadyat, all year round, his Gadol was not made of climb. All year round, his belt was only made of linen. So that is what the Kayin Hadyat is wearing all year round. So he's not changing it on Yom Kippur if he's becoming a Kayin Gadol. So he's not changing his begotten at all. So how is he being inaugurated to becoming a Kohen Gadol? So the Gemara gives a second answer according to this opinion. So even though the Tomit Shoshacha was already brought, let him put on the eighth begotten of a Kohen Gadol. And let him take a fork that's used there on the Mizbeach and turn over one of the pieces of the carbon Tomit that's burning there on the Mizbeach and to, to help it burn quicker on the Mizbeach, and that's an Aveda. He's doing an Aveda of the carbon Tamid before he comes to the Aveda of Yom Kippur. And the Gemara brings a source for this, the Zar, a Zar that comes into the Beis HaMikdash, right? a Zar that does Aveda in the Beis HaMikdash, is Chayv Misa. So if a Zar only did this little thing, that he took a fork and he turned over the, a piece of the, of the, uh, on the Mizbeach, Chayiv Misa, he's already Chayiv Misa. So I see that this is an Aveda, so you could inaugurate the Kayin this way, by just doing something small with the eight Begadim, and then afterwards he'll put on the four Begadim that he has, even as a Kayin Hadith. Third answer the Gemara says, Rav Papa, Marav Papa says, no, you don't have to put on the big day Kayin Gadol in order to become inaugurated as a Kayin Gadol. Avaydasay Mechanchasay, the very Aveda of Yom Kippur that he begins to do, that itself inaugurates him to become a Kohen Gadol. As Rashi here says, since the Aveda of Yom Kippur is an Aveda that no one else can do, that's the entire day, everything of the day is only for the Kohen Gadol, so that by the very fact that he begins doing this Aveda designated for the Kohen Gadol, so that, that, that takes him into this status to becoming like a Kohen Gadol. Milay Tanya, that we've not learned the same concept in the Braise regarding the Kalim in the Beis HaMikdash. Kala Kalim Shasam all the Kalim that Moshe Rabbeinu made for the Mishkan, Mishichasam Mikachasam. They had to anoint it with a special Shemana Mishcha that it should become sanctified. But Mikan Ve'elech, after the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, when you build all the Kalim, you make all the Kalim for the Beis HaMikdash. What sanctifies? How does it become holy? The answer is, Avedasam Mechanchasam. When you use it for the Aved in the Beis HaMikdash, that inaugurates it, that makes it holy. 
Ochanami, the same as with the Kayin, when he becomes a Kayin Gadol, taking over another Kayin that was Pasul, it's the Aveda itself that inaugurates you, that, make, that takes you into this Aveda. This is a, an expression from the Gemara, that's used regarding different things as well. When a person uh, has to get into a certain kind of Aveda, a certain status, sometimes you, have, you think that you have to have some introduction. Sometimes you just jump into it and you, you do the Aveda itself. And that itself, the training happens in the Aveda itself. That's where this expression is used. Now the Gemara goes back now to the Gartel that we spoke about before. What was the gartel of the Kayan uh, Hedyet? Kiyosar Avdimi, when Avdimi came, he said, So regarding the, what exactly was the gartel of the Kayan Hedyet made from? Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon, they argued about this. Chadomar, one of them said, that it was made of Klayim, just like the gartel of the Kayan Gadl. The other opinion is that it was made from linen. It was not like the gartel of the Kayan Gadl all year round. So the Gemara I'll bring you a raya. The Rebbe, we didn't say here who held which opinion. We just know that they argued about this. But I'll bring you a raya. The Rebbe, who the Amashal Klayim. Rebbe is the one that says that the gartel of the Kain Hadiyat was made from Klayim. The Tanya, because in Abraisa we learned, Ein Bain Kain Gadl, a Kain Hadiyat. There's no difference in the clothing of a Kain Gadl and the Kain Hadiyat. Elavnet. The only difference is, is the gartel. Divrei Rebbe, this is Rebbe's opinion. There's no difference between them, even not the Gartel. So the Gemara now explains, what are they saying that there's no difference between the Kain Gadol and the Kain Head, yet only the Gartel? Amos, what are they speaking about? Are we talking about the Kain Gadol and the Kain Head yet every day of the year? The difference is only the Gartel? The difference is much more. Kain Gadol Meshamesh Bishmaina. The Hadid Barba, the Kain Gadol wears eight uh, Begadim, and the Hadid only wears four. So, what's, when are they speaking about? El Aren't they speaking about Ayim Kippur? Ayim Kippur, the Kain Gadol is also wearing only four Begadim. And regarding that day, Ayim Kippur, they're arguing whether there's a difference between the Kain Gadol and the Kain Hadid. And what does Rabbi say? Rabbi says that there is a difference. Rabbi says that yes, the Kain Gadol Ayim Kippur wears a Gadol which is made up of linen. And the Kain Hadid was a different Gartel. So I see that Rabbi's opinion is that the Gartel of the Kain Hadid is made from Kilayim. That's why Rabbi is saying that I am Kippur. There's a difference between the Kain Gartel and the Kain Hadid. So this proves that that's Rabbi's opinion. So the Gemara answer is no, it's not, not a Raya. Omri, they said, Loi, no, Lo'oilam, I can really say, Bishayim Sashana. This argument in this Brais between Rabbi and Rabbi Lazar and Shimon, they were talking about every day of the year. And even though we asked the question every day of the year, the distinction is much more. They had the Kain Gadol wears eight Begadim and the Kain Hadid wears only four. They were asking what is the difference between the Kain Gadol and the Kain Hadid regarding the four that they wear the same Begadim. There's the added four that the Kain Gadol wears, but they're only discussing those four that they wear the same. Ki Ravin, when Ravin came, Ravin basically says the same thing as Ravdimi, he brings up the same Achleikas, but here in his version of this we know what Rebbe held. So Omar, he said, As far as the gartel that the Kayin Gadol wears Yom Kippur, there's no argument about that. Everybody agrees it was made just from linen. The Kayin Gadol's gartel every day of the year. Everybody agrees it was made from wool and linen. 
Regarding the gartel of the Kayin Hadyet, every day of the year in Yom Kippur, there's no difference in the Kayin Hadyet, and here's the Machlekes. Sherebi Oimer, so Rabin said that Rebbe is the one that says Shalkilayim, that the gartel was made up of the gartel of the Kayin Hadyet is Kalayim. Rablazab Shimon says it was made only from linen. We also learned in a Braisa, and here in this Braisa we'll see that Rebbe holds that the gartel of the Kayin Hedyit was made from Klayim. So it says in the Braisa as follows, Al Besoray. The Pasik says, Al Besoray, this is talking about when the, uh, the Kayin Gadol gets dressed. So it says over there, and if you look at the Pasik there, it says, Lovisha Kayim Mide Bad, or Michnisei Bad. Yilbash, and then it says al besare. It's extra words. There's no reason to say the words al besare. Ma tamad So uh, sorry, the word yilbash actually is extra. The word yilbash is extra, right? What the what the Bryce is saying is it says v'lava shakayim midi bad, and then also michnesi bad is a yilbash al besare. Could have just said michnesi bad al besare that the, the the pants is worn right on the flesh. So yilbash. Why does it say again the word yilbash if it already said in the beginning of the pasuk v'lavash? So this pasuk over here, it's talking over there, it's in, actually in Parshish Tzav, where it talks about taking out the ashes from the Mizbeach. So what the pasuk is saying, an extra word of Yilbash to tell you that the Kayin has to wear all of his begotten when he takes out the Deshen from the Mizbeach. He's removing the ashes from the Mizbeach. He may have thought that he doesn't have to wear, it's not a regular Aveda of the, doing the Karbanis, and he's just removing the ashes. So the Pasuk is telling you it's not enough to wear the Ksainas and the, the Mechnesayim. He actually has to wear the special hat and the Gartel as well. That's why it says over here, the extra word Yilbash. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. That's how Rabbi Yehuda understands this. Rabbi Daisa says, Lahavi big kain gadol biyoyim This pasuk of Yilbash, it's an extra pasuk, and we compare it to the lashon that it says on Yom Kippur as well. It says the, the lashon of Yilbash there, and we compare the two. And what this extra word is teaching me is that the big day kain gadol of Yom Kippur shehank sheiden lekain hadit. You can use those begotten that the Kayin Gadol wore on Yom Kippur, so for the rest of the year, they could be used by any Kayin Hadyit to wear it to do his Aveda. Okay? That's what Rabbi Daisa says. Rabbi Yaimeh, Rabbi argues with Rabbi Daisa and says, No, I'll give you two answers, two reasons why this is not possible. Number one, the gartel of the Kain Gadol Yom Kippur, it's not the same as the gartel as the Kain Hadyat. So here we see what Rebbe's opinion is. Why the gartel of the Kain Gadol Yom Kippur is linen? The gartel of the Kain Gadol every, every day has to be made from Kilaim. So how could you say that he can use the Kain Gadol as begadim? Another point Rabbi says, Begadim shenishtam shebehen, Kedusha chamura, those begadim that was worn on Yom Kippur by the Kain Gadol for an Aveda on a much higher level of Kedusha, Tishamish behen, Kedusha Kala, now you're going to lower its status and bring it down for a Kain Hedya to use every day in the Aveda. You can't do that. So, Ela, Matam, Adloyma, Yilbash, according to Rabbi, when the Pasuk there adds the word Yilbash again, what is the Pasuk saying? It's coming to say that even the begodim that are worn out, it's not in good condition, it's also passed, it passes to be used for doing the Aved in the base of Mikdash. That's uh, what the Pasuk is teaching me. The extra word by Yilbash.
Rashi over here actually brings two pshatim about this. According to one pshat, Rashi says that when it says there that you can even wear worn out clothing for the Aveda, that's only when you're removing the ashes, not for any other Aveda. But Rashi says, no, it's not true because there are two different um, stages of taking out the ashes. There's removing it from the Mizbeach, and then there's removing it from that spot where they put down all the ashes near the Mizbeach to outside. One is called Harama Sadeshen, where they removed it from the Mizbeach, and one is called Haitsoa Sadeshen, when they take it completely out of the Azara. So Rashi says, taking the ashes completely out of the Azara, that actually makes, that's very dirty work. And that over there, Rashi brings that you don't wear the begodim because it's, it's, like, it's like a person that, the marshal that Rashi says is, the clothing you wear when you're a chef in the kitchen is not the same begodim that you wear when you come to serve the king the food. Right, but the Aveda to take the ashes off the Mizbeach, it's not a lot of ashes that they took off every day. So for that, you don't get very dirty. And therefore, you do have to wear the Big Day Kahuna. And therefore, Rashi says, when Rebbe is Marbe the Shchokim, what Rebbe is saying is that for all Avedas, you could wear the even worn out clothing. Now the Gemara comes back to explain Rabdais' opinion. Rabdais says you can take the Begodim of the Kohen Godl of Yom Kippur and a Kohen Hedyot could use it. Says the Gemara of Azar Abdesa Letaimeir. Abdesa follows his opinion. The Tanya. So we learned in Abraisa. It says in the Pasik about the, um, the begodim of a kind godly Yom Kippur. Vihinicham Sham. That he leaves it there. What do we learn out from Vihinicham Sham? So the Tanakhama says, Melamed Shatunim Geniza. The begotten that a kind God wore Yom Kippur when he's done with those begotten, Geniza, it has to be buried. It can't be used ever again. Rabdaisa says that's not what it means. All it means is It shouldn't be used again for another Yom Kippur. You have to have fresh big day kohone for another Yom Kippur. But it could be used by another kind hadya during the year. <coughs> so this is Rabdaisa's opinion. We learned in Abraisa, What happens if the kohen Godel became possible in Yom Kippur? And you designated the second kohen Godel went and took him over to do the Aveda. And then... That, that first Kayin Gadol, let's say, became Tomei, and seven days later, he's able to return to his position to do his Aveda. Now the question is, what happens to this second Kayin Gadol now? Does he, became, he served as a Kayin Gadol for that day, or maybe for a few days. What happens now with him? So, Rishayin, Chayzel Avidas. The first Kayin Gadol that uh, became Puzzle, now he can return to his Aveda, so he goes back to his Aveda. Shani, the second Kayin Gadol, Kol mitzvahs kohone gedayla olav. All of the halachas of kohone gedayla are upon him. Whatever stringencies, whatever halachas there are for a kohen gadol. As Rashi here brings a whole list of things regarding that he's not allowed to have any avelus, even for relatives. He's not, a kohen gadol is not allowed to marry an almana and so on. And he has to wear the eight begodim. So this second person, he's basically all like a kohen gadol. He's, uh, you have two kohenim gedaylam over here. That's Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yaisi says, no. Rishayin chayzelavidasai. The first kind God returns to his Aveda. Shani, the second one, is going to be stuck. He can't serve not as a kind God. And he can't serve like neither. Can't do the Aveda not with the eight begotten like a kind God. And he can't do it not like a kind Hedit either because he can't go down a level. The Gemara is going to explain in soon in a moment what's the Pshad in this. And the Gemara here brings a story, there was a story, for, or, or from Mitzipayri, there was a story with Yaisi ben Ilam, a Kayin Gadol, that came from Tzipayri, she'ira ba'i p'sol b'kayin Gadol, so they, they became a p'sol in the Kayin Gadol, in the Aveda and Yom Kippur, and he was appointed to be the second Kayin Gadol, 
V'amru Chachamim, and the Chachamim said that Rishon and Chayzel Avidah say the first Kohen Gadol should return to his Aveda, and Sheni and the second Kohen Gadol, Eneroi, Loyle Kohen Gadol, Loyle Kohen Adyet. He can't do his Aveda, not as a Kohen Gadol, not a Kohen Adyet. Now the Gemara explains why. Kohen Gadol, he can't Mishum Eve, because there's the competition between the two. We don't want there to be the two Kohanim Gedailim, so they shouldn't bring a, a hatred between them. So he can't be a Kohen Gadol. Can have yet he can't go back to Mishumailam Bakaidesh Veloimeridin. Because he was elevated to the status of a Kayan Godl to serve with eight Begodim, he can't go down anymore. So what did he do? He retired? So he can't, yeah, he sort of uh, can't do anything. Yeah, we don't know. Okay, <laughs> good question. Maybe to get that schus, that 1% to be able to do the Avaydi and Yom Kippur, you'd be ready for that. Let's just finish the Indian over here. So we pass him like Rabbi Yaisi, that he can't do either Avaydis. But Rabbi Yaisi will agree, if he went and did the Avaydi, and Rashi clarifies that he did the Aveda B'diyeved, the Rashi is in the bottom, on, on, on Yud Beis and Yud Beis. Rashi says if he did the Aveda with the eight Begodim, if he did it with the four Begodim, then even B'diyeved it's not good, because he's not allowed to go down. But if B'diyeved he did the Aveda with eight Begodim, Avedasek Shaira, then the Aveda will be kosher. Because he really is a Kayan Gadol. The only reason we don't actually let him serve as a Kayan Gadol is because of Eva. Amar Rav Yudah, Rav Yudah says, Amar Rav, Halachik Rav Yaisi, we pass him like Rav Yaisi, but and when he said, Umayd Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi will agree, Shein that if the first Kohen Gadol passes away, Shachaizelavidasai. So now, now the second Kohen Gadol takes him over. So, and that the Gemara asks, Pshit, uh, of course, why shouldn't he take him over? There's no the issue was Avid, that there would be jealousy between them. But if he passed away, why shouldn't he take him over? The Gemara answers, Mao de because I would think to say, Havulate Sada Mechayim, that maybe if this, the first Kohen Gadol knows that this second Kohen Gadol is going to take me over as soon as I die, so the first Kohen, the second Kohen Gadol is davening every day that this person should pass away, that he should take him over. So for that reason itself, there'll be a hatred between them. Kavash that we're not concerned about that. Taisus here brings up, this is a famous Taisus, because Taisus brings up the question, why is the Gemara saying, Halacha Kerav Usually there's a cloud in the Gemara regarding all of these arguments that are only Negea, to the base of Mikdash from Mashiach comes, that uh, we don't, the Gemara doesn't say who the Halacha is like, because this is what's called Hilchasil and Mashiach. It's only a Halacha that's Negea, Lassad Lavei. And the Gemara doesn't usually say who the Halacha is like when it's Negea, Lassad Lavei. Taisus brings a few answers. According to one answer in the Gemara, in Taisvis, he says, no, the Gemara will tell you who the halacha is like, even if it's only the gate to when Mashiach comes. Because Animamim, Bamunishlema, we're machaka for Mashiach every single day, and the Gemara will say who the halacha is like, even though it's only the gate to the base of Mikdash. I, we find the Gemara that it says that uh, it does not say Hilchasilah Mashiach. That's only in a scenario where it's something that's Negea to when Mashiach comes and there's an Aveda involved. If it's an Indian of an Aveda and it's only Negea to when Mashiach comes, that the Gemara does not bother saying who the Allah is like. But otherwise the Gemara will say. There's a few answers here in Taisus. That's one of the answers. Okay.